Hello. 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 Welcome back. Nice to see you again. Well, are we seeing the. Oh, it's nice We're to be here. We're not seeing you again, but it is really exciting to be doing the second in our instalments of the Diverse Church podcasts. Very exciting. And we're developing. Um, yes, even more exciting. We've got a theme tune. I know. I can't apparently. believe we've actually yeah, got a theme tune. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, we haven't actually heard the theme tune yet. So me in the future, when I edit the <laughs> podcast, will put the theme tune in. Can we say how much we love it now? I just okay. I particularly love the the, the uh, rhythm. The um, I, I just think the, the melody is beautiful. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think it just captures what GC is. I think it just captures the essence, doesn't it? It's, it's an essence type it's, theme yeah, tune. Yeah, essence. So the theme <laughs> tune is going to play now. Wasn't that great? So that great. is wonderful. Of all the theme tunes I've ever heard, that Up is there, definitely isn't that's it? Brilliant. That, that yeah. means an Oscar. Before we do, uh, hello, uh, I'm Sally, uh, and this is James and Reg. Say hello. Hello, I'm Reg. Reg, your voice sounds a bit different. It's a bit week. deeper today. It's it got her. Uh, yeah. <coughs> And maybe we, we should say where we are as well. Yeah. So we are in Reg's kitchen. Uh, which is student accommodation, so we're in the capital city. Yeah, literally surrounded by washing up. <laughs> and tea, and Viennese worlds. So, well, you know. I mean, like, this is not very student tea. We have very posh biscuits. So, we, uh, why, why don't we open some? So, we've got Viennese worlds, and we've got Fox's more yum per crumb Viennese fingers. Which one are you going to go for? Um, I'm, yeah. Can I offer you one? I'm going to go for a Viennese world. Ah. Okay, and I'm oh, going to treat myself to a you. finger. And then. What are you going for, Sally? Are you having a whirl? Viennese whirl as well. Yeah. Viennese whirl as well. They're good. They are good. These are nice oh, biscuits. Oh, that's a rice biscuit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so we're in, Reg. How are you, Reg? I'm very good, thank you very much. Good. Um, <clears throat> How's your week? My week has been good. Had one exam. Ooh. Uh, and that was about it. How did you do? How did it go? Did it go well? Yes, good. Hopefully. I had to get 100%. So, uh, 100% in an exam? Yeah, because it's maths, so we have to get 100%. Hang on a second, Reg. But maths is all about percentage. Reg this week is, is, is a, a nursing student. And how is maths relevant to nursing? So we have to obviously do drug calculations when we're giving drugs out to patients. And off yourself. I think... Off yourself. Hopefully not. Um, I think the... Uh, the reason is that we don't want to make any mistakes, so 100% or else you can't pass. Wow. I think so that's a lot of pressure. I think, I think that's quite fair. Hmm. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, push. Yeah. Difficult. I'm feeling outnumbered by mathematicians. And I'm not men. very good at maths. <laughs> <laughs> and men. And men. <laughs> Mr. Guest is a man this week as well, but we'll introduce Mr. Guest later. That's exciting. But, uh, good. Yeah. And how are you, Sally? Are you well? Oh, I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, doing well. Had a good couple of weeks and... Good. It's been that's doing nice. well. 2015... It's starting well. Starting well. Good. Yeah. That's nice to hear, isn't it? Um, and it's always weird saying 2015. Oh, we had the most exciting thing happen. Um, so last night, we had someone posted in Diverse Church that they'd heard from Desmond Tutu. Mm, yes. yes. The man himself. Desmond Tutu is praying for us. And by name, he wanted to know the names yeah. of people in Diverse Church that he could pray for. And oh, I found man. that incredibly moving. That like so many people in Diverse Church have just had... Um, 
church leaders in particular, so, so that tell, tell them they're too dangerous or too messed up to even help with the coffee, let alone preaching or, mm. or children's work and things like that. And to have Desmond Tutu pray for them by name, you know, 18, 19-year-olds in particular who've not experienced anything positive from church leaders yet um, in terms of them being LGBT, it, it was so moving. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Des. Yeah, thanks, Des, if you're listening. Yeah, thanks, thank you. Des. <laughs> it was very good to read this morning. Mm. Yeah, excellent. And um, I'm well as well. There we good. go. How are you, in, in, in case you were wondering, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm well. In, so what's going happening in your life, James? What's been, well, um, I don't know whether you can tell, there's something rather stylish that's changed about me. Uh, <laughs> new haircut? Well, new... well, that is new, yes. But I was taught by a six-year-old how to loom band the oh, other day, so I've, I've been embracing the loom band trend, and so I keep catching... Did the six-year-old make that, or did you make it yourself? No, I spent two hours on this. Wow. Um, and I think it's a thing of beauty. In fact, I keep catching glimpses of my wrist and thinking, oh, whose wrist is that? That's quite cool. And then going, oh, it's mine. Oh, that's joyous. Just for the sake of the listeners, he's wearing a rainbow fluorescent loom band. Two, in fact. Two. Two. Wow. And Hour on each. Oh, so you made well, I, I went from one up to the other. I kind of he he enabled me to kind of progress onto the next stage. He thought I wasn't ready to start off on the complicated one. But anyway, yeah. So that's exciting. Wow, new man um, king. So that's kind of what we've been up to. Big things that's happening. Um, it's award ceremony time. Mm. So we've had the Golden Globes. The Oscars have just been announced. You- but what what was your favourite film of 2014? Slash and why? What are you thinking, oh, Reg? Oh. Mine was The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Ooh. part one. I have to, if we're going to highlight Hunger Games... Yeah, Sally is wearing the brooch. A really good film. And Jennifer Lawrence is such a nice person. And Which such a good actress. Hang on a second. Like, to, uh, fact, she's a nice person in real life. Does that influence how much you enjoy her film? I think it makes yeah. me want to go and watch the film more because of her being nice. Okay. Or maybe Aww. not, but I read the books as well, so maybe... Okay, so did you go and see it for the books or for Jennifer? Let's the get books. first name terms. Okay. The, the book. Jen. For Jen. Go and see it for Jenny Law. Uh, for the book. Because the books are really well written. And actually the film was done quite well. Did, was it, did, was, it, did it meet your expectations? Was it as good as the books? Well, I went in with low expectations to make sure that yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. And I was. Wise. That's a good kind of general life motto. Yeah. Isn't it? Because I think Harry Potter was the one that... Oh, it got a bit ruined for me after reading the books oh, and then watching. I say I love the films. Like, I mean, they're different. You just have to accept yeah, them as think, a different type of thing. Gee, the yeah. church is splitting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no issue has split the church as exactly. much yeah. as this conversation. Exactly. But okay, yeah. So that was this. But Hunger Games is very good. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Okay, wow. I will Salt put it on the list. I haven't seen it yet. Have you not? No, it, I'm wearing the brooch, but I haven't seen it. it you're a traitor, incredible. Sam. Yeah, well, traitor. I'm just. I'm, it's all about image, wearing darling. Propaganda. <laughs> As long as I have the Hunger Games, Hunger Games image. So, uh, but you would recommend it? Definitely recommend it. Oh, I can't uh, wait for the next one. And not actually, to. you're not the only one, because we asked people in Diverse Church and on Twitter films that they would like to see, and yeah. Mockingjay... Results come in. Mockingjay was what there. Good. So you win a point, because somebody suggested uh, Mockingjay, and I'll reveal the others if we match with anyone okay. else. So what's yours? Oh, mine. Well, mm, hate to be cliche, dials, but uh, I really loved Pride. I thought Pride was the incredible movie and, and to some extent sort of a little bit reflective of our sort of last six months in DC a little bit obviously very big differences in lots of reasons, lots of ways but but I, I loved it I thought it was funny it was sincere it was inspirational you went out you, le- you left the, the movie theatre thinking you should change the world I the film that's had controversy because they've edited the DVD case in the States absolutely to remove references yes, they- to LGBTness 
promoting it in the States, they've removed all of their banners about being LGBT or being gay. And I don't know what I think about that. I think, I think it's going to shoot them in the foot. Yeah. I think that when people watch it and they're not expecting it to be about LGBT yeah. things, they're going to be hang on a second, it's these sneaky gay people. They're it's like what there. Christians used to at university to buy free bacon sandwiches. Yes, come and have a free in. bacon yes, sandwich yeah. and then you arrive and Here you realise you've got to have Whereas a 20 minute like, talk first. Come, come and listen to minors and we're going to talk about gays. I was talking about it with last week's Reg. <laughs> about, I had on my voice. <laughs> yeah, well, you might remember actually. Yeah, yeah, conversation, yeah. Reg, yeah. About how um, how it's uh, they they moved it away from the sense of being victims and their own oppression to actually, in in a sense, it's actually an, an amazingly empowering story by by them not just focusing on, in on their own oppression but actually helping another oppressed group. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding solidarity with others. And in a sense, it's actually an, an amazingly empowering story by, by them not just focusing on, in on their own oppression, but actually helping another oppressed group mm-hmm. um, and finding solidarity with others. Spoiler alert for the end of the film. I won't but, listen because I haven't seen it. So I can, uh, well, the end... But, okay, cover your ears, James. James has got his hands over his ears. So while James is not listening, we didn't like his balloon bands anyway. <laughs> And at the end of the film is that um, uh, the, you see these thousands of miners come in uh, to march with the uh, Pride March in, in central London to stand with solidarity to, uh, with the small group of LGBT people that have gone and supported them. And it's so moving and, it's, it, yeah. and it's, it makes me cry every time thinking about it, just that sense of joining with others and not letting your own oppression to define you but being generous with it. Anyway, James has been sitting here with his hands on his ears so we probably should bring him back in again. Come on, James. Can I come out? <laughs> no, I already have. Listen. <laughs> uh, we were okay. just saying how much we love your lean mans. Oh, thank you guys. Aww. Oh, I love you too. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's a caring community. Uh, okay, so you're on Pride. Pride had three times as many people suggest it than Mockingjay. So three extra points to Sally Hitchner. Go me, go oh. me. There okay. we go. Okay. Not that she's proud. No. Uh, and then I, I've chosen the imitation game. So what did you like that? Okay. Tell us, can you tell us a briefly all the stories without okay, spoiling so it like I the did? The imitation game is all about kind of the life and the work and the legacy that Alan Turing kind of left and did for the so world. So who is Alan so Turing? So Alan Turing is so someone who studied a maths degree. Alan Turing's quite a big figure. Is he I, a you know, he's up there, he's up mm. there. Um, Aristotle. And... and so he he was part of a team, he headed up a team that during the the Great War, the First World War, um, Second World War, oh no, how awful. You're a massive uh, hero. <laughs> my massive hero, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he went. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Second World War. Uh, he, he headed up a team that broke the Enigma code. So the Enigma code was something that the Germans were using to use to carry all their communication, all their information across, and it couldn't be beaten because it would reset itself every day, so they would have kind of 24 hours to try and break it. And he created a machine that worked and broke through. But that wasn't just the story of the film, was it? What no. Was that? So the story of the film also followed him growing up, coming to terms of his homosexuality and the way that he was treated after, after he'd helped out in the war. Um, in the later parts of his life when he was actually um, prosecuted for being homosexual and eventually committed po- uh, suicide through cyanide poisoning. Sorry, spoiler alert again. Oh, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert! I didn't even give you a warning. I just think it's a really great film. It, it kind of charts the success of the war and it also charts the way that LGBT people were kind of oppressed and it has has a nice... But 
how, I mean, so I'm, I'm looking at two gay men here. Well, okay. French. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Beautiful sight you are. Um, how did you feel as gay men about the way that his homosexuality was portrayed? Reg, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Well, Reg, you haven't seen anything. I know. Last year was an awful oh, year. Oh, get back to Jennifer Lawrence. Get to Jennifer Jane, that's all. It's just that okay. one film. <laughs> one film. But, so, James, how did you feel about that? Do you feel that... Because there has been a bit of... They portrayed I mean, his I, I can homosexuality was... It wasn't the main driving force of the film, so they didn't kind of linger on his homosexuality, and maybe they didn't kind of maybe give it the screen time or the gravitas that maybe it deserved from an LGBT viewer. But I think as a general rounded film, it had a great script, it had a great score, it had just a great flow to it. I mean, it jumped seamlessly between three different points of his life. And I think just as a piece of cinema, as opposed to a piece of kind of LGBT activism film, it I mean, was I, I, to me, it was a little bit too simplistic. Okay. I, I think they, they had the fact he was a great mathematician and that he was gay, and they seemed to be the massive narratives throughout the whole thing. It was it, almost like everything in his life was understandable by those two facts. And I think he's, you know, obviously a much more complex person. Um, Real-life Alan Turing had some really quirky stuff that he yeah, used yeah. to do, and he, he was just... It was clearly a whole load of other things that were tying into that, but yeah. but it is a story that hasn't been told and a story that really needed yeah. to be told. And yeah. um, so my parents went to see it, mm. and it actually they enjoyed it immensely, and it opened up uh, areas where we could then have active yeah, conversations about true. it. And so it's probably uh, so it, it's a conversation starter. Yes, it does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's definitely. It. And I think to some extent, it's just it's it's moving things on, and we can be too critical of. And things so yeah, yeah. Although even though yeah, even though um, you know I'm, I'm waxing lyrical, uh, I only scored two because only two other people mentioned the imitation game. Okay, so that's our films. We also had um, up there with pride was the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I've not heard of that one. I, it, I, I heard of it, but I haven't seen it. And yeah. then we had Divergent, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, The Mockingjay, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, The Lego Movie, How to Train Your Dragon Two, and Slash Seventy One. So those were. Diverse church and diverse church friends is, is, is suggestions. Interesting. Of. So if Interesting. your favourite film of 2014 wasn't listed, um, tweet us or message us yeah, and tell us do. what it is. It's at diverse underscore church. It is time for... <gasps> Put the kettle on. No, question off. Oh, question off, of course. <laughs> and then too, How could suggested. you forget the award-winning game? So we are going to have... Question off. Phone in. So we've got a phone in caller. So Reggie, are you ready with your phone? I am getting um, ready. I'm not going to read oh, you no. the number. Oh, so can you type that in? Can you type in our number for our mystery caller? I will. It might be awkward if we read it out. Yeah, let, let's not. In the... Uh... Okay. Uh, and so Sally, you're going to go with Reg. Yeah, um, that's all good. I'm going to go with mystery, mystery caller. Last time, who won? Okay, uh, you won. Now. I won. Oh, did I? If you hadn't I'd, forgotten. I'd forgotten that. Anyway, <laughs> two. Hey, it's on speakerphone. This is exciting. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm alright. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. You're gonna. You're our mystery caller. You're live on. And air. you're live on the podcast. Wow. Nice that's, to that's speak cool. to you. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> are you ready for for the quiz? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, well, I'm going to get my phone ready, and I'm going to time... Okay, so are we going first? I think you and Mystery Caller can go first. Okay, are you up for this, Mystery Caller? I am up for this. I am ready. Um, Mystery Caller, what was your favourite film of last year? Oh, I have 
to say Mockingjay. Yes. Oh, oh another oh, Jenny Law. Another Jenny Law. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, fab. Good, uh, we're good so to go. I'm going to ask you as many questions as I can in 30 seconds. Yep. And you have okay. to answer. Okay? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Steady? Go. Okay, Sally or Reg? Um, can you repeat it? Sorry. Okay, Sally Hitchner or Reg? Reg. Oh. Okay, uh, bath or shower? Shower. Spatula or spoon? Pasta. Uh, uh, vase or bowl? Bowl. Uh, window or door? Oh, window. Okay, uh, radiator or bed? Radiator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sofa or chair? Sofa. Okay, how are we doing on time? I, I... Oh, sorry, I've started. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to just I'm keep so going, naming things. That was 45 seconds. Okay, so let's get rid of two. So I was on six. Okay, six okay. is good. Okay. Okay, six, six is the one to beat. Well done, Mr. Cooler. We're going to keep you on, on the line so we can see whether we're victorious. We'll do okay. 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 All good. Are you ready, Sally Kitchener yes. and Reg? We're all ready. Three, ready. two, one, go. T-shirt or shirt? Shirt. Uh, trousers or shorts? Trousers. Pasta or rice? Rice. Uh, um, glasses or contacts? Glasses. A uh, uh, pint of beer or a glass of wine? Beer. Uh, would you like cake or crisps? Cake. <laughs> uh, Galaxy or Cadbury's chocolate? Cadbury's chocolate. Oh, discerning man. Uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence or <laughs> Taylor Swift? Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Sorry, James. <laughs> uh, would you like... Um, Stop! And the what grand total is... Eight. eight. Oh, we've reversed off because you were six and I was eight last yeah. episode, and now I'm six and you're eight. It's all good. Well, well, there Reggie's we go. The, it's it? a it's a draw. Anyone, this, it, anyone can it's win. All it's all to play to for yes. for the next Who however many years we're doing right. this in the kitchen. <laughs> so, thank you, Mystery Caller. Have you got an exciting day planned? Yes, I am going to the DC London Social. Woo! See you there, sister. What are you going to okay. do? Yeah, what are we going to do at the DC? What are we going to do there? We are bowling and then going for curry. Hey, hey. Yes, yes, we are. Sounds fun. So I am very excited. Excellent. Right. We'll, well see you soon. Thank you. I'll see you soon. See Bye. you later. Bye. Bye. So, on such a victory, we whiz through. Yes, that's and we good. put the kettle on. We get more biscuits. So, Cole, uh, you must put your own ca- uh, kettles on, listeners, and uh, go meet yourself a cup of tea. Uh, get yourself some biscuits, even if they're not as exciting as our Viennese Wells this week. Yes, yeah, fab. So, and we shall see you in a few seconds back here with a mystery guest. We're back. Hello. Oh, hello. Have you had your tea? Have, can you have your tea there? Oh, have you? What have you got? Well, we Ooh, have. Very. Nice. I, I, I do think you can tell a lot about someone from their tea. So, James, what type of tea have you got? Well, I'm keeping the home fires burning and repeating the same as what I had last time. I have got a fresh and fruity blueberry and apple. And pink. It's pink again. <laughs> James that's loves me. his pink that, tea. That, that's how I choose a tea. Is how that, pink it is. is. Do you always drink pink tea? Well, you know, I just, I just like the taste of a pink thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when you, when you kind of like pink squash, I enjoy immensely. Raspberries are. Do you contributed to your orientation? <laughs> Have you always liked pink things ever since you were a little boy? I mean, the Polly Pockets I played with were definitely more pink than blue. Who, Who knows? knows? Who we're knows? Not, no judgment about any of these. Yeah, things. judging my teas. What are your teas? Let's see if they're so booked. I have. <laughs> I have. Uh, 
chamomile and honey and vanilla, a moment of calm. A moment of calm. I'm feeling very calm. Or serene. Today. Yes. That's good. Yeah. And I have a Moroccan mint tea. Moroccan, um, all have the way from Morocco. Morocco. No. I, I lived in Morocco. But I'd like well. to go. Yeah, yeah. You lived in Morocco? Well, yeah, I, I was getting to know some of the uh, people in the Atlas Mountains. Really fascinating wow. group. Yeah, you're a woman with so many stories just splurging out of her. I know. It's all there. Okay, like anyway, we're not here to talk about me. We're no. here to talk about Mystery Guest. Mystery. Hello, Mystery Guest. Hello, Mystery Hello. Guest. Hello. And Hello. what is your tea? My tea is Earl Grey tea with milk and one wow. sugar. Milk and one sugar in What does that say about you? I just saw it and it had, um, this particular one is a Fortnum and Mason one, so I uh, thought... Reg um, has expensive tastes, I think. I do. I thought, you're, I thought, you're, that sounds very fancy. I think you're attracted to the Fortnum and Mason's label. Have you tasted it yet? It does it, it's pretty good, actually. It's, it's good it, tea. It, is it different from ordinary Earl Grey? Is I, it I can't distinguish it from the, the ordinary Earl Grey, to be honest. £16.20 or whatever it costs to buy Fortnum and Mason. No. £3.99. Maybe a regular one is also good. And you always have milk in your Earl Grey because that's that's quite controversial. Mm, that split things as well, doesn't it? Like yeah, yeah. I always have milk in my Earl Grey. Wow. Never lemon. On an aircraft, I'd always have lemon because the milk is lousy. Yeah. So what else can we know about you? Where? Tell us a little bit about you, Mr. Guest. Um, so, tell us about you growing up. My family are Christians, so I was Christian growing up. You always go to church. Yeah, I always went to church. And then university was quite an important time because you really sort of start to own your faith for yourself. So what were you studying at university? I did a science degree, actually. A science university. degree? Just a general science degree or a specific? Yeah, general, okay. quite general. What would you have done if you decided it wasn't for you? Like, if you took some time to look into it, what were the options? I don't know. Would I you have been a party animal? Would I have been a party animal? With your Earl Grey and your lemon. <laughs> I don't know, I think Earl Grey and lemon is pretty party animal. I think it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. I think that says all you need to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I've done different things. So, I mean, lots of other stuff happened as well. Um, I mean, at, at various points, because I was, I was trying to figure stuff out, and I kind of decided that I was sort of sure about my faith, but then I thought, what do I do about this whole LGBT thing, mm. and how does that all fit in? So I, you know, I investigated it in lots of different ways. I was in a LGBT youth group at one point. I joined different groups and talked to lots of people. And How, how did you first come to terms with yourself? Tell us about the first conversation you ever had about it. I think it was when I uh, actually got, got involved in a group and went along to one, actually. A little uh, late for me, because I think when I was... Um, Although, like, I've never been any other way, I suppose. Uh, if I look back, you yeah. know, even when I was in nursery school, I was just kind of like a, a younger version of what I am now. Uh, but um, just in my teenage years, I assumed it was a phase I was going to grow out of. And it's not really until I was kind of almost getting towards the end of university, I kind of thought, actually, you know, I'm not really growing out of it. I want to do something to... Investigate. When were you in the LGBT youth group? Was it at university or before? The group was kind of actually late teens and early twenties, so it wasn't a kind of mm. youth, yeah. younger youth group. It was a kind of a, okay. that sort of age. You know, it wasn't a Christian group. So there were. I did find it really useful. I still have. Although I don't see them very often, I still have some friends mm. from there that I occasionally see. I mean, I did my fair share of uh, going out and partying as well, but not not over the top. <laughs> what was the most helpful thing that you found in coming to terms with it? Talking to other people is, you know, very helpful. I think where whether you come from a more traditional stance or from a more liberal stance, there's just a huge need for people to to be listened to and to feel that they can sort of share where they're at and be heard in a kind of a, an accepting and non-judgmental way and just getting to meet other people that you don't have to explain it to because mm -hmm. they know yeah. as well is really helpful. So did you find then that 
growing up with a church family, growing up kind of through church, that you didn't have that space where you felt kind of you were safe to talk about those things? Were you, were you kind of almost scared to go to your youth worker or to a pastor or... Your parents. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's fair to say. Um, okay. And it's more because it just wasn't really something that anyone ever talked about, really. It was like it didn't it didn't get talked about in a negative sense or a positive sense, mm. although a church would have had kind of traditional views on it. And even my school was quite a religiously conservative school, not not Christian, but like there was very large Muslim mm. uh, contingent actually in my school, so it didn't really ever come up. Mm. Um, so it was just kind of this slightly abstract thing, and you. Did you have any gay role models, like, in real life or on telly or on films, or was there anyone that particularly connected with you? Um, I would say earlier on, not really, in fact. I would say probably most of the prominent people I would see who were gay were more kind of stereotypical, and I kept actually tended to think, oh, I don't, don't, doesn't really fit with how I am. And so I think that was part of... um, you know, starting to to meet other people as well. You know, you realise actually that you know, LGBT people are quite diverse as well, and they're not yeah. all the same, and they don't all yeah. fit in one mould. And you can different kind of be yourself. Different types of tea. <laughs> yeah. So, um, would you say then that when you went to university and you joined the group, um, that that's kind of when you started to kind of own your your gayness, where you kind of. You, I mean, it's quite it's quite a big thing to like be Christian and gay mm, without mm. other people around you who are doing the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Things are sort of in compartments a bit, and like mm. some people understand the Christian stuff, and some people understand the LGBT stuff, and yeah. there's you know not always that many people that you can talk to about both in the same conversation, and they know what you're talking about. I try to be sort of more open in my conversations, and you know even if people don't get stuff, maybe I can explain it to them. Mm. You kind of gradually kind of get more confidence about that. Have you always felt happy in how God sees you? Has is, is that changed as you began to feel okay about mm. your sexuality? I suppose the first thing was realising that you don't sort of choose your orientation and it's something that you come to discover about yourself and realising that actually, um, you know, that God sort of uh, meets us where we are and accepts mm. us as we are. That was really helpful um, to to, to realise that but it you know it's it's a bit of a journey that you go on and kind of figuring through things and you know it's a journey that I'm still on and I guess we're all on in different ways Yeah and Reg do you think that's something you've experienced Yeah I think um, I struggled at first being gay and then then when I came out I think I then struggled being gay and Christian Mm. I had that then had that struggle and then I think it's only being gradually that I felt that, you know, God loves me no matter what I am, and, yeah. and it's actually not a problem. And I think it's um, interesting what our mystery guest was saying, because in LGBT groups I've been in, they tend to be the biggest people against me being a Christian than anyone else. Is it harder to come out as a Christian in an LGBT world, or is it harder to come out as LGBT in a Christian world? I find it harder to come out as a Christian in the LGBT world than it really? has to be oh, okay. LGBT in a Christian yeah, setting, I've heard example, the same thing. Um, I, I, yeah, I think I have heard you know, a lot of people say that. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's interesting. I guess I was pretty out as a Christian. I was ordained by the time. It's got out as a sign, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was out as a Christian before I began to really sort of think about anything about being out as an LGBT person. But uh, yeah, I, I have heard a lot of people say that it's much harder to come out. I think understandably because, you know, the perception is that Christianity has really oppressed LGBT people. Yeah, I, I used to get a lot that shouldn't you be an atheist then? Oh. I, I remember um, 
me and someone else in Diverse Church, Mel, who uh, went to university with me, we used to do teas and coffees outside the union on kind of gay pride nights. Yeah. One, the first evening we did it, uh, there was a drag queen outside having a cigarette. She like she just finished a set, and I went over to her and went, "Oh, would you like a bourbon cream?" And she, <laughs> and she was like, "What? And I, what would I want a bourbon cream for?" And then I was like, "Oh, well, you know. <laughs> the, the drag queen had a deeper voice than you did." <laughs> I also, I also, so I was like, "Oh, we're away from the Christian Union, you know. We want to tell you about Jesus." And she just kind of took one look. She looked me up and down. She took a drag on her cigarette and she went, "Christians and gays." How progressive. And then kind of <laughs> once back into the union. I was like, yeah, you know, it's uncharted territory. It is amazing. Mm. I was I was on a panel at a secular feminist conference and um it mentioned that I was ordained and a number of people in the room said, oh my goodness, someone who's a feminist and a priest, if you were a lesbian, I'd definitely go to church. <laughs> and then I was like, wasn't able to say anything, but like, apart from, you know, how do you know I'm not? And... and and yeah, it, I, I do think this. It, there is this incredible potential for just expanding people's horizons um, yeah. by being LGBT and Christian. And yeah. I mean, whatever our views are on gay marriage, like I don't think the secular world cares quite as much as the church does about about that issue. As long as you're not self-hating, yeah. um, I think that that sense of self acceptance is something that the secular world just thinks is impossible if you're a Christian and LGBT. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I think um, from conversations I've had with people who are LGBT, they just kind of think, well, I can't possibly be a Christian because I'm LGBT. Yeah. And that's kind of the only reason. And as soon as you stand up and go, well, actually, I'm LGBT and I'm Christian, yeah. it kind of breaks down that barrier. And you're like, like, hang oh, on a second. Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. It's like being so, a fun mathematician. Fun mathematician. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it can happen, guys. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know, so it's kind of like, they then have to think, well, actually, if my LGBT-ness isn't stopping me being a Christian, what well, is, and you the, know? And the other, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have to say, this is the easiest face sharing I've ever done, is within the LGBT world, because there's so many people that would actually genuinely love to explore faith and explore Christianity, but have felt like it's impossible. Lots of the students at my university would say, well, I'd love to be a Christian, but I'm gay. There's this whole sector of the LGBT community. You know, not everyone wants to explore Christianity, but there is a massive sector who do, and who are all it takes is if you say, "Yeah, it's okay, you can come to church. You won't be we'll oppressed." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I know it's just bonkers, and and the idea of actually, the idea of there being LGBT ministers and pastors and clergy and. I don't think they really mind as much about the whole gay marriage yeah. debate as long as they feel that they're welcome in church and they'll be listened to and not yeah. oppressed. Like, it's, it's, and I'm really excited about the fact we're moving to that place yeah, where that's more known. I think it's really exciting. Well, Mr. Hmm. Guest, what would you say to yourself if, if you were talking to your 15-year-old self? What advice would you give uh, him about yeah. what you've learnt now? I'd say, number one... Um, you know, don't worry, and God loves us relentlessly and has a plan for our lives. Um, I would say be yourself. I would say don't feel like under pressure to sort of dip, stick a certain label on yourself and say I'm this or I'm just kind of take your time and work through it. And, mm. you know, because, you know, some people find that they're exclusively attracted to people of the same or opposite sex. Other people find mm. that it's somewhere on a spectrum in between, yeah. um, you know, and sim- similarly, I guess, I mean, it's not, I can't speak about it from personal experience, but with gender as well, uh, you know, that there can be different, sort of such a range of experiences that people have. So you don't sort of feel under pressure to fit yourself into an narrow box. I, I don't really like them 
person, like, I mean, some people, if people, you know, I'm sort of fairly relaxed if people, you know, like to describe themselves in a certain way, but for me... Um, Is that because it would be excluding potential? So, I mean, could you potentially fall in love with a woman? Yeah, there are more guys that I like than girls, but there are girls that I like as well. So I'm sort of, I'm somewhere on the spectrum. Some yeah. people do feel that yeah. they are right up one end yeah, or yeah. the other. Uh, I think we need to give people space. I yeah. think that's part of the reason yeah. why we're called Diverse Church, not the LGBT Church. Um, because uh, yeah. I think when, particularly when people are younger, they, they need space to hmm. end up wherever they end up and where they, where they feel God and the Bible is. I think, yeah, so we're allowed to... We can make labels restrict ourselves, I think. Yeah, having said that, though, I do think... I mean, I, I totally agree with everything Mystery Guest and Reg has just said. But, um, but, but there <laughs> is also, but. there is also, I think, I, I mean, the reason why I'm happy to use labels, I guess, about myself is because it's there is a sense of uh, minority, a sense of persecution that is very real because of the attributes that are associated with the labels. So I'm happy to be known as a gay priest I because th- yeah. it then empowers gay 15-year-old Christians to know I that... Think- I think there's certainly a case of like LGBT people who are not Christians. If, if I think there's quite a big thing of saying yes, I'm happy to identify yeah. with that term as well, because then you're identifying with them, mm. and uh, it's kind of a way of accepting. So I, I do agree that um, in terms of kind of connecting with people, that can be very helpful. But in terms, you shouldn't sort of use it as a way to sort of I don't know, yeah, restrict yourself as Rachel was saying. Yeah, I think you can be who you are whatever sense of what that is yeah. beforehand it doesn't you can be a, a gay man wearing an upturned collar <laughs> and yeah, like such Reg as Reg is today <laughs> I don't and, have a collar yeah drinking Fortnum and Masons uh, or you can be a gay man wearing a tight white t-shirt like James is that's me <laughs> <laughs> only tight it's drunk in the wash not I mean, you were talking a bit about that Mr. Gast earlier about realising you don't have to fulfil the stereotypes yeah I think I think that's true I think getting out and meeting people either and realising that actually there's I mean there's almost the same well, there's basically the same variety of people as there is in any other walk of life you have this sort of LGBT thing in common um, and I think that that was just really helpful in helping me to think oh I don't have to conform to this or that stereotype because yeah. you know just be me and not worry about it yeah I definitely think I agree with that about how having a space where you can come and meet people mm. who are going through similar things we're doing. Back when I was going through mid-teens, there wasn't a safe space in order for me to do that. So what people were doing by saying, oh, you can't possibly be gay, wasn't helping to change that aspect of me. It was actually driving yeah. my gay side underground yeah. and actually driving me towards harm and towards dangerous places and actually what we do when we stand up and we're like oh you can't possibly be gay around together you're not helping that person to change what you're doing is you're making them kind of Mm -hmm. go back into the closet and not tell anyone if they're going to meet up with somebody who you know potentially be dangerous if they're not doing something online that's potentially harmful one of the things that's really come out in the last couple of weeks really in diverse church and our online community is this question of integration of the sort of compartmentalised sides of our lives. So often we'll have an areas where we're Christian, we suppress our gayness, and we have areas where we're out and about doing gay things and we would suppress our Christianness. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think one of the things that we're really trying to develop as a community is the sense of God being part of all of that. And, I mean, it seems to be pretty much universal, actually, that for gay people, particularly maybe gay, gay men, that there is a, a pressure towards this compartmentalisation yeah I think there is and I think like what you're saying about safe space I think I've always found 
church generally has the good community that if you're struggling in other areas you've always got that area to go to that's why I think diverse church is good because it's that sort of safe space yeah. that's then LGBT and Christian and you don't have to get on with everyone or understand everyone's mm. views but you can turn up and everyone will be nice to each other and there's no mm. underlining judgement yeah. whereas in, 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 if you go to other groups and stuff there's always that difficulty of what's it going to be like and yeah and I, I'd say it's almost I, a lot of people in diverse church have done things that they wouldn't have done if they hadn't felt pressured and if there, there hadn't been the sense of not being able to integrate the, 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 uh, there's a lot of people who've regretted certain things that they've done and things that they would say is not the most healthy way to sort of begin exploring this yeah. um, and I think it's important we acknowledge that as well and have space to allow God into that um, it's definitely been sort of an ins- inspirational couple of weeks with people placing on honesty but also challenged to sort of think yeah. about holiness and how do we mm. live Christ like Lee If you're kind of a listener and you're involved in the church I'd sort of encourage you to help create a safe space where people know that they can talk to somebody about this and they can uh, work through it um, you know in a, a good and a supportive environment and that they don't go kind of looking for that in the wrong places James that was definitely mm. your story that you've been quite open about isn't it yeah definitely I mean growing up I had um, back in the days of Bebo um, I had a gay alter ego Bebo that had a fake name, fake identity, fake information. You're giggling, Mr. Guest, if you yeah, did that as well. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, created a separate Facebook account for my, all my gay friends because so, it was just too complicated at first. Having yeah. a separate, so one for your Christian friends and one for your gay friends. Yeah. And that always sums it up, doesn't it? The yeah. sense of having to have two yeah. separate selves. I remember when groups were first on Facebook, you liked them and it came up on your profile. I remember wondering whether I should like a group and then like another ten to hide it within that. Oh yeah! When I first went to university, yeah, and I see I joined the LGBT and instantly went quickly joining groups. Join! I like Bible. You know, yeah, quickly (laughs) all these ones and there's only one of twenty that is gay. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's not like a big deal. So then no one would see it because it's hidden away and yeah, and then going back and deleting it and And a sense of like a quota of gayness that you're allowed on your Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I've I've done my quota for the week. Like I now can't talk about anything gay for. Another two months. And a lot of young people I speak to in diverse church have, have ended up with, in a young age, sort of 13, 14, even younger, um, ending up in quite da- potentially quite dangerous situations yeah. because of the access to the internet and because of the lack of ability to talk about this mm. with families. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the lack of a support network that means, yeah. actually, that part of me is being satisfied by the support network, that I don't have to go satisfying it through yeah. this channel. Yeah. You know, I can quite happily sit here and people know that I'm gay I don't have to go improve my gayness by doing this yeah you know? exactly and, and and I think that's often the case for a lot of people when they join a community like diverse church that after two or three weeks their behavior changes and they, they seem different and they're, yeah. they're even a few months in and actually they seem stronger in who they are and it's I it's interesting when I meet people who are just joining DC and I think that I'm always very aware that they may well stabilise, there may be things that will change just from having community. Yeah. Um, I think I felt very... I was very happy, like, being gay and Christian. I think joining Diverse Church in those first couple of weeks definitely was a sort of... This is making me happy. Yeah. You know, you like... You were so elated. I remember yeah, seeing you on the first time. Yeah. That you came for an event, and it was suddenly like... It was just a group of people you can meet that you wouldn't meet anywhere else. Yeah. And then you have that excitement, and I think it's the only thing I check on Facebook. 
Now yeah. is that page and that's it. Oh, I go off. We can put that on our posters. Nah. That's the only thing I check on Facebook. <laughs> By Rich. Rich. <laughs> I think that's so important to be able to ask for prayer about yeah. being gay and the sort of issues like telling family in churches and all sorts of things like that that you wouldn't yeah. get. It's not. We need to have that. Does hmm. it change how you pray? Think in kind of churchy circles. I'll pray for you is kind of a backhanded compliment. Yeah. If it's kind of like, I'm gay, and it's like, I'll pray for you. <laughs> kind of like, uh, when people would come up to me in church, even about things that weren't LGBT related, and go, I'll pray for you, I was kind of like, oh, they, they disagree with what I'm thinking. But Because that, 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 that's, yeah. what, that's what prayer had become in my mind. Yeah. And so having prayer offered in a supportive community where you know that when someone says they're praying for you, they are praying for you, and they're not yeah. praying that you'll be someone that you're not. They're praying for... You whoever too. you are whoever yeah. you are and whatever yeah. you ask for as well they're not trying to give another agenda onto that no. that if you ask for prayer for you know telling your mum and dad that you're gay that's what they will pray for not yeah. that your mum and dad will convince you not to be gay yeah. which <laughs> yeah. is so important isn't it yeah. to have to that honest discussion yeah. Yeah. and I felt like it. I think coming to terms with who I am has meant that my relationship with God is stronger because I'm Definitely. not constantly hiding part of my, myself even from God it's amazing how much worship feels different and I'm a good charismatic, happy and clappy. Um, hands in the, the air. air. <laughs> yeah. just don't hands care. down for coffee. It's amazing going to events like, say, this 223 event in London that everyone's welcome to come to. That's, um, and you suddenly look around and you see lots of happy, clappy folk like you and a few that aren't quite so happy or clappy. <laughs> and, uh, Hopefully happy. Yeah, happy, happy less clappy. <laughs> happy, not clappy. Happy, less clappy. Yeah. That's going to be strong t-shirts. Maybe, yeah. And... Um, but uh, and suddenly realizing that the guy at the front leading worship is a bit gay, or like, or realizing that that's okay, that's all sort of in that. And celebrating story. it, yeah, rather exactly. than and trans and it. the trans community there, and like, and actually, suddenly it stops. You stop becoming very self-aware that you feel different, and it's you, it's almost like when you go outside of the city and you suddenly realize the air is different, or like yeah. you never noticed it. You meet people that you're all similar. Yeah. And actually, you might have different stories, but that's one thing that you yeah. can just meet up and you can chat about anything for ages. It's important to to talk to somebody about it. Um, you know, don't sort of just bottle it all up on your own. You know, think of who are good people that you can trust, that you can talk to. And, you know, it's obviously some people, it might not be the time yet, but like any anything in life, you shouldn't kind of walk any journey on your own and do get some support and, you know, realise that there's other people like you as well you know life's a big exciting adventure and uh, <laughs> amen. amen yeah i'm agreeing with that it's all good amen. all good so we're speeding towards the end of our time together yes. and uh it's been lovely to have coffee and viennese work tea sorry not coffee uh, and being as well with you all it's been I'm a while <laughs> had a deeper voice today so it's yeah right. are you feeling better are you feeling i am i might be more high pitched next time who knows fingers no, crossed <laughs> Well, maybe yeah. not. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> not. Can stay the same. <laughs> You're allowed to be wherever you are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for joining us, mystery guest. Thank yeah, you. It's been great it's been a pleasure. to hear your story. Thank you for sharing. And James, it's been lovely to be with you again. Oh, likewise, Sally. Aww. It's always a dream. We have got a very special, uh, an extra special podcast session. Indeed. Coming up on Valentine's Day. Ooh. So. Ooh. Uh, we're going to release it hopefully the evening of Valentine's Day. We're going to record it in the morning. If you're in a position where 
you're by yourself for Valentine's Day and mm. you want a place where you can come and tune in and have a cup of tea with us. Not just a cup of tea, you can make yourself a romantic meal. <laughs> and sit and eat it by yourself. With us. With us. And listen to the podcast. And like, uh, listen to the podcast, yeah. And like so, a candle. <laughs> right. And we've got um, lots of exciting guests lined up Ooh. and it's just going to be a fun DC podcast big night in. Woo-hoo. So there we go. Indeed, yeah. So buy yourself some flowers and chocolates and come and join us on the 14th of February. Why and... actually do that? <laughs> do, mystery guest. You never know what might happen between now and then, well, mystery guest. You might not be welcome. Well, you know, you'll yeah. always be welcome. I mean, <laughs> if you suddenly get into a relationship, you know, singles. Everyone is welcome. Everyone, everyone is Whether welcome. Whether you are single or in a relationship, that's our motto in diverse church. Everyone is welcome. <laughs> Jammers. <laughs> So yeah, um, come and join us then, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, speaking to you, and maybe uh, hearing from you on our Twitter account. Yes, let us know if we didn't mention your favourite movie. Indeed, and uh, let us know uh, what your thoughts are on Valentine's Day. What do you think about it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you wish it wasn't there? Why? Um, why, why Valentine's Day? What does it mean to you? Yeah. And uh, how does it affect you, if, especially if you're an LGBT person? So if you don't want to tweet us, you can email uh, Christian, it gets better at gmail.com. If you want to DM us, say that you've been listening to our podcast and you'd like us to follow you, we'll do that so you can DM us privately if you want. Uh, please be in touch because we want this to be interactive. This interactive medium. <laughs> and excellent. Do we, do we get to hear the theme music one, one last time? Oh, yes. Okay, we'll play us out with the theme music. So, uh, have a good week. Have a good few times before Absolutely. we see you again. Stay diverse. Stay diverse. That's what we're going for this time. <laughs> Stay diverse. <laughs> Let's play the theme music. Bye. 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 Bye.